Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 20th. Today we are going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block. We're going to take a look at Samuel chapter 6. Now this contains one of those stories that if you've heard it and if you know it, you have remembered it. And if you haven't heard it and if you don't know it, it is really kind of shocking. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the story of Uzzah. Starting in verse 1, it says, Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baali of Judah to bring up thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. So let's pause there really quick. David gathers people together. They're going to transport the ark to the city of David. But just that wording there should remind us how sacred the ark was for these people. It was called the ark of God, but notice what it says. It's called the ark of God because it's named after who they believed dwelt between the cherubim. That was called the holy seat, and they believed that Jehovah would come and would dwell on that seat between the two cherubim of the ark. This was the earthly dwelling place of God, and it was incredibly sacred. And here they are transporting it to the city of David. Continuing in verse three, it says, And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gebeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart, and they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gebeah accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nakon's thresh floor, Uzzah put forth his hand on the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. Okay, so let's pause there really quick to just get a better idea of what's going on here. Here we have Abinadab and the ark is at his house. And so they put it on a new cart and Uzzah and his brother Ahio are driving that cart and they're taking it. But let's keep in mind some rules about the ark. In the book of Numbers, we learn that the people are commanded that only those who have authority to do so are to touch the ark. And the consequence of that law was death. So if you don't have the authority to touch the ark, then God will smite you down. So here they're driving along, they're driving the oxen, they're moving the ark, which they consider so incredibly sacred. And as they get to a certain place, all of a sudden, the oxen kind of shake the cart. And Uzzah being concerned that the ark this extremely sacred object that they have is going to fall, puts forth his hand to steady the ark, to make sure that it doesn't fall, to make sure that it's not shaking. And let's take a look at what happens. Verse seven, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah and God smote him there for his heir. And there he died by the ark of God. Now, like I said, this is one of those stories that if you've heard it, you remember it. And if you haven't heard it, it's going to strike you as strange because it really does seem 
like a lot, right? I mean, here you have this sacred object and Uzzah wanting to keep it sacred reaches and steadies it because he's afraid it's going to fall and he's killed for it. Now, this is one of those stories that we could guess all day long if there are errors in the translation, or we could guess all day long if there's some commentary that we're missing, or if there are just things that we don't understand. But we don't know what we don't know. And so we can't try to apply this based on understanding that we don't have. So let's just base this on understanding that we do have. And that is, there was a law that only certain people were to touch the ark. Uzzah broke that law, and he got the consequence that was associated with that law. And it does seem harsh, but let's take a look at what some prophets and apostles have taught us about this story and what we can apply into our lives about this story. Really, when it comes down to it, this story is a lesson on stewardship. Or if I'm going to say this in nowadays vernacular, this is a lesson about staying in your lane, doing what we are asked to do and trusting the Lord will do what he says he will do. President David O. McKay explains the story this way. He says, it is a little dangerous for us to go out of our own sphere and try unauthoritatively to direct the efforts of a brother. You remember the case of Uzzah, who stretched forth his hand to steady the ark. He seemed justified when the oxen stumbled in putting forth his hand to steady that symbol of the covenant. We today think his punishment was very severe. Be that as it may, the incident conveys a lesson of life. Let us look around us and see how quickly men who attempt unauthoritatively to steady the ark die spiritually. Their souls become embittered their minds distorted, their judgment faulty, and their spirit depressed. Such is the pitiable condition of men who, neglecting their own responsibilities, spend their time in finding fault with others. So it's important to remember here that Uzzah didn't have the authority. He didn't have the stewardship to worry about what was happening with the ark. Yet, that's where he placed his concern. Rather than placing his concern with the oxen, who were responsible for shaking the ark, where his stewardship lied. Remember, he was driving the oxen. His stewardship lied with the oxen. So rather than worrying himself with them and what they were doing, he went outside of his stewardship and worried about something else. Now, my friends, it may seem severe. And it may seem like an over-the-top example, but are there ways in our lives where we are guilty of trying to steady the ark? Where we're guilty of looking outside our stewardship and judging how other people are handling their stewardships? Perhaps this is also a commentary on Uzzah and him wanting the stewardship of taking care of the ark. Maybe that's why we're told here that the ark dwelt in his father's house. Maybe he sat around looking at that ark thinking, I could be a great ark bearer. I could be a great carrier of the ark. I've got steady hands. I don't drop things. I could do this so well. And maybe he looked at the ark bearers and he thought, why them? They are unsteady. They are shaky. Why did they get to be the ones to carry the ark? It sounds silly, right? But some ways are we guilty of doing the same thing. Do we sometimes covet stewardship or responsibility that's not ours? Do we sometimes look to stewards, maybe bishops, maybe Relief Society presidents or elders quorum presidents, 
and how they treat their stewardship and think, well, I would do that differently. If I were in charge of this, I'd do it this way. I know I can be guilty of that sometimes. Or maybe this was just a case of Uzzah not remembering the great things that the Lord had done. Remember, that is the theme so far of the Old Testament. God asking the people to remember the great things that he does, to remember who he is and what he's capable of. And maybe the big issue here with Uzzah is that he forgot that God was capable of handling this on his own. Elder Maxwell says it this way, Some may reason that Uzzah was only trying, though mistakenly, to help out. But given the numerous times the Lord had saved and spared Israel, including the high dramas of the Red Sea and the manna from heaven, surely the Lord knew how to keep the ark in balance. In 2 Nephi chapter 27, verse 20, the Lord teaches us something really important to remember. He says, I am able to do mine own work. And so maybe that was Uzzah's big sin was forgetting that God was capable of protecting the ark, that he didn't need to reach outside of his stewardship. He didn't need to disobey the commandments of God, but that he could trust that God was capable of protecting the ark himself. If he could split the Red Seas, if he could cause manna to fall from heaven, if he could bring water forth from a rock, he could certainly steady the ark. My friends, in our lives, it is so tempting to try to reach out our hands and steady the ark whether it's by reaching outside of our stewardship and into the stewardship of others to correct or to pass judgment, or whether it's by forgetting that God is capable of working the miracles that we so desperately need in our lives. Either way, let's remember the story of Uzzah and remember God's ability to steady the ark in our lives. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.